Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for each and every one of us whom you brought into your house to hear your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please take your seat. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, I bring greetings to each and every one of you. I also thank God for the provision what God made for us to be in his house to hear God's word. Especially, it's my privilege to share God's words today. Today, I title my message as Forgiveness Leads to Holiness. Forgiveness Leads to Holiness. The text, what I've chosen is Hebrew chapter 12, verses 12 to 17. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 to 17. <clears throat> it goes like this, starting with, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. 17. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessings, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. NKVG, yeah, sorry, this is NKJV. NIV says, verse 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You know that the importance, how we emphasize it is, we have to pursue peace with all people. For you to live at the same time, it continues, and pursue holiness. Pursue peace with all people, pursue holiness. Or as for the other versions, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Not as we wish, as we select. Bible exalts us. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone to be holy. 
without holiness no one will see the lord we very often use this word be holy for i am holy without holiness no one will see the lord what is the consequences of this verse here make every effort first of all to you live in peace and holiness before god how how important it is as an introduction nowadays the evangelical christians or even the christian kingdom they speak lot about the manifestation of the holy spirit the spectacular evidences like miracles healing deliverance from the bondages prophecies spiritual gifts etc etc most of the christians are much interested or eager to watch such manifestation the gift of the that is the gift of the holy spirit there is nothing wrong in that the holy spirit indeed the worker behind every gifted christian to bring glory to god not everyone is gifted to do the spectacular works through the holy spirit it is not with everybody everybody desire to have all the gifts nothing wrong in it you have to desire the holy spirit will give you according to your desire but at the same time some people are very much particular about those things they go behind those people or those preachers the most important fact that every one of us needs to understand is the very name of the holy spirit itself he is not called as a shouting spirit or a jumping spirit or a dancing spirit or a clapping spirit but holy spirit that is the key that is the center all other things are addition to or apart from that so the what is the work of the holy spirit here the prime work of the holy spirit is to present every one of us holy before the god the father that is his work he will make us holy keep us holy present us before the father hope you understand that if you accept it say amen to that so that's why the passage we are read clearly says that verse 14 without holiness no one will see the lord every word is important we may do many things time and again here we preach and we exhort we encourage we do many things are the very focus the purpose of all our works on this earth all our effort on this earth whether it is inside the church or outside the church as a christian as a believer as a worker or as a preacher not to only please people 
to make heaven is it not that you heard to make heaven hello i am speaking to you all of our purpose all of our effort all of our desire should have only one purpose not to gain anything from the world to make it heaven all of our beliefs all of our faith is only one purpose what is that to make heaven but what the scripture says without holiness without holiness we cannot see the lord if you don't see the lord what you are going to do in heaven you wanted to make heaven all of you accepted what you are going to do who is there who is there so you wanted to see him if you wanted to see him two things are here try your all at the most to peace with everybody and be holy amen again matthew 58 as we gave the promise of this day blessed is are the pure in heart for they will see god who are blessed we all was wanted to be blessed am i right yes so blessed are who who are pure in their heart it is nothing but those who are holy so our destiny is purely based on the holiness that comes through our constant walk with the holy spirit once again i repeat it if you understand and if you believe accept it so our destiny is purely based on the holiness that comes through our constant walk with the holy spirit see the god nowadays god is in us god is with us is it not that we sing as of what every word you pronounce whether in the form of reading or in the form of singing you should personalize it you should mean it the god who live in us amen our god is living in us our god is holy because he is holy who lives in us it is he who keeps us holy and it is he is a living god he listens to you he listens to you he will speak to you he will guide you that means he will lead you to walk constantly holy hope you understand now right so what is forgiveness there is many factors affect our holiness now uh, you may be understand now when i said that you kept silent maybe i do not know what was the factor but here comes to the point for us to learn what are the factors 
Of course, every sin committed by us makes us unholy. Every sin which we commit makes us unholy. Do you know that? Do you know that? Right. But the grace of God gives us assurance that there is forgiveness. The grace of God gives us assurance there is forgiveness with condition. If we repent and renounce the sin committed by us. Is it clear? So, every sin which we commit keeps us, may leads us to unholiness. At the same time, there is a grace of God provided for us with one condition. We have to repent and renounce it. So we know this 1 John 1 9, maybe thousand times we have heard and we have read it. What it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Every word makes sense. If you miss something, you will lose everything. You will not understand the whole concept of the purpose of this world or the meaning of this world. So this was does not mean that we have license to sin. Every time you confess it, okay, you will forgive you. Every time you confess it, and uh, it's, it doesn't mean it, you are licensed to repent and you are forgiven. Proverbs 28.13 says, Proverbs 28.13 He who covers his sin, his sin will not prosper. 28.13, take it. But whoever, whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. I said the grace of God is provided. The mercy is there. Provided that we confess and forsake them. So that's why here the scripture says, we have to confess and forsake to, to have the mercy of God. What is to be done about the sin to obtain forgiveness? Yes, this, as we know, it is very clear we have to, all our sins to be forgiven. So forgiveness from God is conditional. That's what we read it. We must repent and renounce. Also, there is another most important condition that is to be forgive others. We have to forgive others as well. It is not that you are forgiven. When you repent and you confess and you repent, you confess and forsake, 
your sins, that is not everything. That is not everything. And you should also forgive others. That's what the scripture says. Without this forgiveness of God will not be available to us. Let us read Matthew chapter 6 verses 14 and 15. Brother, you can write. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 and 15. If we forgive men their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. It is so clear. What else do you want me to explain about it? If you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father will forgive your trespasses. It is straightforward statement from our Lord Jesus Christ. It is so clear. There is nothing to be added or to remove. It is to everyone. Those who are believe in him, those who are following him, there are many things prevent us again from forgiving others. If we truly trace the reason, we will find that there was a time we were hurt. Then we allowed that feeling of hurt to settle deep down in our mind, which then developed into bitterness. Then this bitterness grew up gradually over the time and became hatred. Once the things developed to that level, it is very difficult to forgive. I do not know how many of you understood this. A small hurt. A small hurt. We have with others. For an example, sometimes all of us are there together. Okay, let me give my example. If I use somebody, you may be think that I'm pointing out here. Suppose if you are in a group, I am coming and I am walking away. I didn't wish you or I, I, I left. I have not even seen you. But suppose, what do you think? Pastor seen me, he did not wish me. He was wishing somebody else. Or those who are next to me, he wished and he has not wished. So there is a small hurt in you. And keeping that in your heart, as if I willingly neglected you or ignored you, the hurt is there in you. You might think so many things. So he may wish or he may meet only the selected people, not everybody. I am not so good, I am not so... Like there are so many things you can develop in your mind. The hurt is there. The hurt sometimes develops into bitterness. 
So it happens. Suppose if I say or say any advice which is scripturally good and according to my conscience if I say and you could not be able to anyone, I'm not pointing out anybody, anybody. And you felt that it hurts you. And it develops into bitterness. So because you are keeping it in your mind, it will root into bitterness. That root will develop into hatred. Hatred is a very serious sin. If you are having that sin in you, without me knowing, you will miss the mark. You will become unholy. You cannot see God. As for me, I am not very purposeful. I have not done it intentionally. But it hurts you. So what, what you are supposed to do? Let us see the, see the picture. The root, the seed of hurt. When you put into the soil, what will happen? The first picture, sister. Yes. See the seed. That is hurt. The hurts, when you put into the soil, so the root, the first it is not the shoot, the root will come. What is that root? The root of bitterness. That's what your scripture says. Then, it will grow into hatred. It become a big tree. You can see your position. If you have that hatred in you, that is a big sin. That will separate you from God. That will not let you to be holy. So I gave one example. You might, you, you could have experienced many things. So that is why, whether I know it or not, whether the person know it or not, what the scripture says? What the scripture says? Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Whether you know them or known them or unknown them or whoever they are. Every, live in peace with everyone and be holy. And be holy. Without making or keeping peace with everyone, it is impossible to be holy. Hello? Is it okay? Is it right? Am I telling you the truth? Yes. So here, this is how a small hurt, if you put it in your mind, it will grow deep into bitterness. That bitterness sometime later, grow into a big tree, there you cannot remove it. It has to be uprooted. That's what the scripture says very clearly. When we refer to the starting text, Hebrew 12, 14 to 17, we find something very shocking there. What was it? We are to make effort to, to live peace with all men. It is impossible without forgiveness. 
This is the surest way of holiness. This is the link between the peace and the holiness, according to Matthew 5, 8 and 9. Blessed are, that's what the promise is here. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. And blessed are the peacemakers. We are called to be as a peacemakers. If you do not have peace, how are you going to make a peace with others? You are called to be as a disciple, as a children. You are called to make peace with everybody. Peacemakers, even those who do not have. So, then only you are blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Are you the sons of God? Are you the sons of God? You are called to be as a peacemaker. Are you the sons of God? You are called, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are a peacemaker. Yes, now you are in line. Holiness and peacemaking are linked together. Peace is lost when there is bitterness. Bitterness stands against forgiving, which might cause us to fall from the grace of God. Without grace of God, we are condemned. Our salvation will be question mark. That's what Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says. Please read, brother. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Please pay attention to God's word. For by grace you have been saved mm. through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. So the grace is sufficient for us to live holy and to hold our salvation. Secondly, what is bitterness? I said about bitterness. What is bitterness? Again, the same scripture. Hebrew 12, 15 says, looking carefully, lest, it says, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled or corrupted. If bitterness is the root, <coughs> the hurt is the seed, as I said. If the hurt is allowed to stay in the mind and it let it root as bitterness, if bitterness is allowed to grow further, finally becomes a victory, as I said. This bitter root in us is very dangerous. It has to be uprooted and to be replaced with some other. So again, the other, the continually, the scripture says, to see that no one shall fall short of grace of God. So already I explained that. So here, this is the bitterness. Uh, that means, if you keep the hurt within you or in your mind, deep in your mind, that is the bitterness. That, is the, that will affect you or defile you in the future. Without you knowing the reason, these are the reasons. You may, may not be knowing the reason, but this is the reason. Thirdly, as I said, we have to get rid of 
this bitterness. How to get rid of this bitterness? Thirdly, how to get rid of the bitterness? When we are hurt for no reason, it is natural that we become angry. And we want the person who hurt us to be somehow punished. It is wrong to expect that. Is it wrong to expect that? If somebody is hurt, that person has to be punished. We think that. It is a logically every human thinks about it. Whether it is your own people or some other people. But it is very logical question from the human point of view. But a Christian does not look that way. But the, the, he who follows the example of Jesus Christ. What is that example? Let us go to the Calvary where our Lord is crucified. There is no guilt in him for any punishment. All of us we know and we believe that. He had all the right to complain, complain to his father to judge the people who crucified him for no reason. If Jesus has prayed or prayed to God the Father or I am sure that Father might have sent battalion of angels to destroy those enemies. But that is not God's will or his will. He has chosen for that type of death on, his earth, on this earth. That's why that is not God's will either the will of Lord Jesus Christ or the purpose of his death. So it never happened. Instead, there was a prayer from the cross what Jesus done it. For forgiveness towards those enemies. That we know from Luke chapter 23 verse 34. It's a familiar scripture. All of us we remember. There Jesus said. Father forgive them. For they do not know what they do. And they divided these governments and caused lots. So Jesus, that is the prayer till the last, before his death also, that is the basic attitude of Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, to forgive others. A sinless person, he has no blame on anybody, he has never hurt anybody, but, un uh, but unjustly, he was punished, he was mocked, he was crucified by different people and even there he prayed to forgive. During his time of his living on this earth, he thought the same thing to the disciples. This is the pattern of a Christian. How to handle bitterness. The best place to get rid of the looking on the cross, as I said. Colossians 3, chapter 3, 13 and 14. Please read. Bearing one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, 
even as christ forgave you you also must forgive must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection yes so the scripture is very clear bearing with one another if that is there there won't be any hurt and forgiving one another if that is there there is no hatred if anyone has a complaint against another even as christ forgave you so you also must do how many of you believe that all of our sins are forgiven god has forgiven that's why we are all here today we boldly say that my sins are forgiven how many times we sing we rejoicingly we sing we shout and say all my sins are forgiven Hallelujah. amen it is jesus who has forgiven Hallelujah. because he is the one who has all power all authority in this earth to forgive anyone's sin Hallelujah. so we are the precious chosen people whom god has forgiven all our sins so any hurt that we encounter let us call it as a sin and immediately get rid of it lest it grows into bitterness and then hatred and it might cause us to fall from the grace of god amen amen fourthly what is the consequences of unforgiveness see forgiving forgiving and uh, it is easy to tell how many of you find it difficult to forgive others honestly you know by yourself i don't want to see your hands because you know there are many things are hard in the everything not everything is easy in this spiritual life knowing christ is easy but following christ is not easy amen amen you know that time and again you are keep on hearing so let us read a parable of a unmerciful servant in matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35 this uh, big portion but uh, let us read at least uh, from 32 to 35 you know the you know the the parable right it is very clear from this parable and uh, the concluding verses is 35 to 32 to 35 if we fail to forgive our sins also will not be forgiven as i said before verse from 32 verse 32 then his master hmm. after he called him said unto him you wicked servant i forgive you of all your debt because you begged me should you not have for, have compassion on your fellow servant just as i have pity on you and the master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him so my heavenly father will also do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses 
so how much uh, he forgiven to the servant how many talents all no no before that from 18 on 21 onwards how many thousands thousand yes 10000 up to 7 talents yeah. how many talents 10000 and uh, how much he forgive to uh, refuse to forgive only 100 dinars mm. very least he was forgiven see very carefully he was forgiven very huge amount which he cannot imagine but he is not ready to forgive his servant what has happened what is the consequences so another judgment is there if you are unforgive the or the consequences of unforgiveness is there are two things one is one is you will not be forgiven in the beginning we see that all our sins are forgiven when we confess our sins and renounce our sins god's grace is sufficient for us but here if we don't forgive others your sins are not forgiven your sins are not forgiven that is the condition not only that furthermore there is something else and there is also the what is the judgment pronounced to him that is until he settled the whole the forgive and you will be given to leads to torturous until when until he pay back see the consequences of unforgiveness one is you are not forgiven second is you will be handed over to the torturers until you pay back the whole thing how much how god's grace is in us to forgive all our sins unconditional but our attitude that's why i said if the holy spirit is in us he will lead us into holiness the purpose of the holy spirit is to present us holy before god when we want to meet him but in the meantime our attitude we are humans we cannot take everything as granted but our attitude changes yes my sins are forgiven but if i don't forgive others if i don't love others if i don't peace with others we will miss the whole thing not only that i will be put into the torturous tools that's why this goes on like this so the reason why many christians suffer sicknesses problems mental agony instead of joy peace and a good health a promise to those who believe is because somewhere we have failed to forgive someone 
from our heart. You may, you may be thinking that no one knows your heart. God knows it. That's why we say that we accepted Christ in our heart. God knows it. So if there is a long-standing problem in our lives, it is better for us to check whether there is any bitterness, hatred, and unforgiving spirit in us. So we shall run to the cross and cry to the Lord to fill us with love and mercy in order that we might forgive those who have wronged against us, those who hurt us, then we can be certain or sure that there will be a solution for it. Hope you understand that. So if you sense, you have to pray. How you can sense it? If you are convinced, the Spirit of God will remind you when where, with whom, there is a hurt in you or you are hurt or you hurt somebody, run to the cross. As for forgiveness, take all the effort to go and peace with that person. Then, the Spirit of God will lead you into holiness. Without holiness, no one can see God. Finally, fifthly, forgiveness needs faith. So important. Luke 17, 1 to 5. Please read it fast. Pay attention to God's word. Luke 17, verse 1 to 5. Then, his disciples mm. said, then he said to his disciples, mm. it is impossible mm. if that no offenses should, be, should come. But woe unto him whom they do come. It is better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. That, that, should, should offend, that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed yourselves. If, you, if your brethren sin against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he, if he sins again, you seven times in a day, seven times in a day, return to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Five. And, and, the, the, and the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Yes. So now you understand this? What the scripture says, what the Lord says here, the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. If you offend somebody, it's a big mistake. See, the punishment is see that it is better for him to, if a milestone or millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, then that he should offend one of these little ones. How serious it is. How many of you know about millstone? I have seen. There are different types. 
So what is the purpose here? Why it is better? You should not that the, 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 the consequence of this is we should not offend anybody. If you offend anybody, what is the punishment? Here, according to this, the main stone has to be tied on our neck and thrown into the deep of the sea. Let us see what is the main stone, those who are not seen. Sister, put that picture. There are different types. See this? It is used to crush olive oil. There are certain things, some stones used to grain the, uh, grain the grain, grains. So see that you should not come out of the de depth of the sea. That much serious. What is that much serious? Unforgiving others. Offend others. Hurting others. That is why the beginning scriptures say, try your maximum effort to peace with everyone. If you don't do, other side is this. That means you are offending somebody. Knowingly or unknowingly. As I said, I may not be knowing. I offend somebody. If you think that I offended you, you are sinning yourself. The root is growing inside, the bitterness growing inside you. It will flourish. That has to be uprooted. The only way, go to the cross. Cry before. Repent. Or, straight away, come to the person whom you feel, whom you see, who you sense that person offended you. Say that, straight forward. Brother or sister, this is what I feel. That's why I could not speak to you. That's why I did not visit you. That's why these are all the things. This is, this is what my behavior changed because of this, because of that. Clarify. That is the meaning of strive your maximum to peace with everybody. This year is the year of fellowship. If you don't do this, there is no purpose of fellowship. Where will have fellowship? So here, it is evident that Jesus Christ is linking forgiveness to the sin of causing others to sin. That is, putting stumbling block. We become a stumbling block. The people around us expect the Christian to show mercy and love. Your neighbors, in your working place, everyone is having a great expectation. Because you are a Christian, you can bear everything. You can show your love. You can show your concern towards them, though they are unbelievers, non-Christians. This is the expectation of the world. If you don't show that, you are missing it. So when we fail to do so, we cause a disappointment to them. Such a matter is considered to be very serious in God's view. A milestone to be tied around the neck of the person and he should be thrown into the sea. That is the punishment. Then Jesus insists on forgiveness. Hearing that high expectation of forgiveness, 
the disciples said to amount of faith they had was insufficient to do that and they then they asked jesus to increase their faith that means what the amount of faith what they have it not sufficient to forgive others we call ourselves as believers yes or no yes or no we are believers that means we have a great faith in god by faith we are saved and god is also called and accepted as a righteous before him but the disciples had the problem when he mentioned this they said please increase our faith forgiveness is the result of faith in god forgiveness you cannot take it lightly forgiveness leads to holiness so you know the value of it now what is forgiveness means to you that's why the title is forgiveness leads to holiness holiness leads to to see god that is the completion of our circle of spiritual life where we were saved where we are going to we have a destiny if the destiny to complete middle be peace with everyone forgive one another if you don't do that you will not be forgiven hello hope you understand that as a conclusion as we understand that the forgiveness is the key factor of our christian walk let us take every effort to maintain it all those who will make to heaven will one day find that we are there because we are forgiven no wonder our loving father in heaven expects us to do the same to others as long as we live on this earth as a conclusion again the promise is here once again i will read it for you verse 14 of hebrew 12 make every effort to live in peace with everyone it is not that whom you like or who do not like everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the lord matthew 5:8 and 9 blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of god all glory to god god bless you brethren forgiveness leads to holiness it is never too late to take all the grudges away from you because i believe you want to see god amen, amen. without holiness we will not be able to see god and the only hindrance is unforgiveness is it your spouse 
that you are finding difficult to forgive, stop referring to what has happened in the past. I want you to put it in your mind that, yes, I want to see the Lord. That God that we serve is God of mercy. He's ready to forgive you. He's ready at any time to make sure that you reign with him. That's why in the book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 18, he has said, Who is a God like you, who pardons sins and forgiveness and forgive the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Our God is God of mercy. He is ready to forgive us. He is ready when you are ready. Please, if you are ready, be on your feet. If you are ready to forgive that sin that your spouse, that you are saying you will never forgive, you keep repeating, you keep going back to that story of what he has done. This is the time for you because forgiveness leads to holiness. Let us close our eyes and begin to talk to God. Lord, I beseech you to offer me forgiveness in all the ways that I've sinned against you. First, ask God to forgive you. Talk to God that God, because forgiveness leads to holiness, have mercy and forgive me in every area of my life that I've sinned against you. It might be through your word. It might be through your action. It might be true whatever you are doing. Ask God to have mercy upon you. He's a merciful God. He pardons all the sins and forgives all transgression. Talk to him that God forgive me in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to talk to God. And as you talk to God, talk to God that in whatever way that my world have injured somebody, that my world have enabled me not to make apology to people that God have mercy on me and forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. Tell God that God ask for forgiveness from God. That God should give you that kind of spirit that will cheer you up, that will wake you up and tell the person that offended you or the person you have offended and you apologize. And you will tell the person that offended you, I forgive you. Because you want to reign with God. Because you want to see God. Because you want to be holy. So that you can reign with him. At the end of the day, talk to God. That in all your way, all the lifestyle that you have lived. That does not allow you to correct what someone has done for you. That God in his mercy should give you, give you his holy, holy, holy Spirit. So that when you have the Holy Spirit of God, you'll be able to forgive what others sin have committed unto you. Talk to God, Lord, forgive me in every area of my life. Forgive me, Lord. Give me the enablement to forgive those that have offended me in the mighty name of Jesus. Ask God, tell God, Father, please forgive me for failing to do the right thing. For failing to do the right thing. The right thing is for you to forgive those that have offended you. Ask God, please forgive me for failing to do the right thing to forgive others. Father, have mercy upon me, Lord. And show me the mercy. And show me the spirit of forgiveness. And give me the spirit of forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Thank you, everlasting Father. We thank you because you are a merciful God that always forgives our sins. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you, Lord. That, Lord, you have spoken to us today. And that spirit of forgiveness, you have endowed us. And you have planted this and it will germinate in our life. Because we want to reign with you. Because we want to be with you. Father, I thank you for today's message. I thank you for the seed of forgiveness you have planted in my heart. Father, I pray as I leave this place, for everyone that have offended me, I forgive them in the mighty name of Jesus. And for everyone that has offended you, the seed of forgiveness that today's message has planted in your heart shall continue to germinate and you continue to reap the fruit of forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray as many that have offended us that we continue to forgive them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We bless your name. We glorify you, Lord. Lord, for your servant that you have used for us today, more anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray the source of your wisdom in his life shall never dry up in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you endow him with the spirit of forgiveness as well in the mighty name of Jesus. And your name shall be glorified. Bless him, bless sister. Bless the work of his hand. Bless his family in the mighty name of Jesus. And bless the church of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you all adoration. We worship your holy name. Lord, the year is coming to an end. We pray that you endow with your spirit of forgiveness so that the, the good thing that you have for us for this year shall reach us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every gift that you have for us for this year, Father, we pray that nothing shall hinder it in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we step out of this hall today, Father, let your spirit go with us in Jesus' name. And let your name be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, for the rest of this year. All our church activities is in your hand. Father, we pray that you continue to perfect it for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, almighty God. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Shall we share the grace together in fellowship? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever Amen. And the children of God say, we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you and do have a wonderful week. For the newcomer, please come to this exit. The brethren are waiting for you. Thank you.